is up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls from the 704 to the 407. Thank you for making us part of your day. This is the Sports Heard Around the World podcast brought to you by allconnect.com. I am your host, as always, Alex K. Uh, there's no Benny C today. He is too depressed because Tiger won and he does not like Tiger Woods for some reason. He No, um, yeah, Ben's just not here. But definitely want to hit on that for, for all the people out there that... Um, which there's there's been plenty um, that said that, and it's it's pretty interesting that um, I'm going to bring this up, and it's it's kind of crazy, and I wish Benny was here for this, but he's uh, well, basically he's just not in right now. Um, it was a year ago, which is crazy to say. It was one year ago that we were we started the first episode. Basically, it was a year and a week, um, so we should have celebrated probably last week. But you know what? No one's perfect. Um, so we forgot point being, we came on asked is, is Tiger Woods back? Is he going to be back? How's he going to play? What, what constitute Tiger being back? And that was a year ago. And there's a lot of snippets that you can go back and listen to on the podcast. Um, you know, I, I, I can give you a synopsis, but more or less we, when I say we, I'm saying me because Benny, Benny did not like, does not like Tiger Woods. Um, but for, for all intents and purposes said, you know, it's going to be impossible for Tiger to be back to what he was. And by that, I simply mean he can't win two or three majors every year and six to eight tournaments every year. That's just not who he is anymore. He's 43 years old. The last time prior to this weekend that he won a major was 11 years ago. Think about this. If you're if you're out there and you're over the age of 40, what was your body like when you were 30 playing basketball? And now what's it like when you're 40? Or you run a 5 or 10K, and now you run a 5 or 10K. Or you maybe play softball with your buddies or flag football. Now you don't. Think about the difference in how your body feels after doing those things. And then add on three major back surgeries, knee surgeries, fusions, on top of the emotional, I don't know if distress is the right word, but the emotional, I guess, from all, for all intents and purposes, roller coaster he was on for, for years. Self-inflicted, don't get me wrong, but still, nonetheless. So think about that. He's dealing with all that at 43. He's got two kids. He's got a girlfriend, not a wife anymore, but a girlfriend. And his mom, not his dad. Completely different circumstances than a long time ago. But it's been 11 years since he won his last major. 11. So, of course, it's not going to be the same being 43 and 32. He's not going to be winning six or seven. But if he wins one, maybe two majors a year, and then wins two other tournaments, so instead of winning six or eight, he's winning four? I mean, yeah, that would definitely be back in my mind. I mean, absolutely would be. Because, again, it's all relative. Because think of it like this. When Jordan played for the Wizards, what would have been back to win a championship? Well, that's not realistic in in where he was in his career, in his age. So you have to put everything into perspective. So... For for Tiger, it, it's it's all about setting the realistic expectations, and I think that honestly, one major a year, 
two or three tournament wins. And granted, if he can get two, great. But if he can't, that's okay. But it, it, this could be the year for Tiger. And what I mean could be the year. He won the Masters. And Tiger's always said that for him, the biggest thing is is to win the Masters. And here's why. Because then he's the... <laughs> this is Tiger for you, though. Because he's the only person then that can win all four. He says, basically in his mind, he wants to win that so there's no chance everyone else can do a Grand Slam for the year. Except for him. Which, I mean, hey, whatever works. But point being, he won the Masters. The U.S. Open is at Pebble Beach. Pebble Beach is out in California. That's in June. Uh, I guess we'll go. We'll go. We'll, uh, I should have done this. April Masters, he's already won. Check. The U.S. Um, championship, U.S. PGA Championship is at Beth Page, Beth Page Black in New York. Um, that's May 18, 16th through the 19th. That's coming up literally about a month from now. He's won there before. So he's won at the Masters five times. He's won at Beth Page before. Check both those off. So he knows the course, which I know a lot of you you are saying, well, he knows a lot of the courses out there. Yes, I understand that. But when he's been to most of these and won these before, those are things that help out. The more more he knows the course, the more comfortable he is, the better chance he has at winning. So just hear me out here. So he's won at Beth Page before. So he's probably going to be one of the top three to five in, in Vegas betting odds when he's out there. Or up there, I should say. If he doesn't win, whatever. It's a month away. Watch out at Pebble Beach in June. And here's why. There was, and I think it was in, was in 97, because that's when he won his first Masters. So it, was, it would have been the early 2000s. I'm going to say 05, maybe? 03? Somewhere in that range. But he won by 15 strokes. He shot 12 under for the whole tournament at Pebble Beach for the U.S. Open. 12 under. Second place, finished at three over. Hands down, the most dominating golfing performance you will ever see by anyone without a doubt. And he's going back to play there again. And then it's the Open Championship, or the Open as they call it, British Open, whatever you want to call it, but Open Championship for all intents and purposes. Um, And that is in Northern Ireland at... uh, I forget it's Royal Purdish or Pudish. Or I don't know how I don't know how you say it. It's over there in Ireland. Um, but y- you know what I'm saying. Point being, that's anyone's tournament. He I don't I don't see him having a really good chance to win that and because he can't control his driver and with all the wind and the rough and all that stuff over there and his injuries, it's just not his course. But the next two, he actually has a chance to win both of them. Now, granted, am I saying he's gonna win both? No. I'm not crazy. But do I think that there's a, a a 50-50 probability, yeah. The biggest thing for Tiger, and this is this is how I felt for him, pretty much, pretty much since 2008, 9, 9, 9, 10, whenever the whole incident happened around Thanksgiving, where he got a golf club thrown at him, he, when he walks out there, he can be the best golfer for 18 holes probably that we may have ever seen the most dominant feared best golfer but for him to put it together for four days that's where he struggled recently in his career is he might shoot good on friday and saturday or sunday and tuesday or thursday and sunday he, he he's not put four consecutive rounds together great except for this he shot under par in all four rounds at the masters two and three under par granite four here or there but he still shot under par for four consecutive, so he put it together. And also, 
if you were if you were able to watch any of it, which I, I gosh, I hope you were able to watch the Masters. Um, it was hole number twelve. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, hole number twelve. Um, he was playing with Francisco Malinari, and Malinari went in the water twice. And then also on 18, um, Kepka, Brooks Kepka, had about a, I don't know, maybe four to five footer at the most five feet to make this. And if Brooks makes it, he goes from 12 to 13 under. Tiger's the leader at 14 under, and it is on 18. And Tiger's sitting there watching it. Brooks misses the putt. Brooks doesn't miss very many putts four to five feet. You're telling me there wasn't a little pressure knowing that you have Tiger right there watching you and you're a little bit worried you might have to go play him? And I understand he's not as feared as he used to be, but to see a guy who's leading in Molinari drop two in the two in the water on number 12, and then to see Brooks Kepka on 18 miss a five-footer, which, if you're understanding what I'm saying here, is it puts him at 13 under, Tiger's at 14, Tiger's already teed off, so Tiger has to make a par. If he makes a bogey, which Tiger ended up doing, they would have went into a playoff. So then it actually puts the pressure on Tiger. Tiger had zero pressure going into that. That last hole, zero, once he saw that Brooks missed it. So if you're if you're trying to tell me that a little bit of Tiger isn't back and some people aren't a little bit scared, I saw a lot of people get to 12 under and Tiger was at 14. And Tiger did something he's never done. Then I, I would tease it, but I'm, I'm sure you, you'll hear it by then if you, if, if you already haven't. He came back when he wasn't in the lead on Sunday. So for a guy that's always been feared where if he had the lead, you just have no chance, now you might have to be a little bit worried that he can come back and and doesn't matter who you are out there, the amount of crowd and roar that he gets, I mean, they were singing, not singing, they were chanting his name for about 10 minutes after he won yesterday. And that's at Augusta, which is, I would say Augusta is probably the, the what is it called the royal palace of golf it's pretty much impossible to get into there's they have 300 members you have to be invited to get a pass like to, to go watch the the memorial gosh the memorial the masters you have to go into a lottery you can't volunteer there because you sign up and your wait list is you would be 150 before you get on there so you can volunteer but you just probably won't have a chance so it is almost impossible so point being for this respected nurtured amazing golf place to have fans chanting tiger tiger that's pretty crazy point what i'm saying is is if it's me and tiger and i have everyone and they're all rooting for him you i'm not saying me but for other golfers you might feel a little small slash you might be a little intimidated i mean when else have some of these guys had hundreds of thousands of people running around to to watch them and chanting and roaring i mean the roars for Tiger when he makes or when he hit the shot on 12 when um, Malnari went into the, the drink twice. The roars, I know it was 12 or it was 15, I forget. Well, I'm one Tiger. But Tiger hit one. He, it's a, it's a par three, he hit it on the right side of the green, top right, hit it right. He stuck it perfectly on almost like a backboard, hit the backboard, and then it just came down, came down, came across. And by, I don't know, from what it looked like on golf, maybe two inches on the TV, he almost made a hole in one, and the crowd went berserk. Absolutely berserk. And for no one else did I hear any roars like that at all yesterday. Point being, is he back? Yeah, he's, he's back for, for all intents and purposes because he just won a major, which no one said he was going to do. Remember last year, he won the last tournament of the year. So I think it's his last six starts, he's won two. So for 
perspective, he's back in, in what he can be. He's never going to be what he used to be, but he's back now that we know he can win. And I don't care if you're like Ben and you don't like Tiger, and, and Ben doesn't like Tiger. Um, I mean, I can just basically sum it up for him because we've talked about this. He doesn't like Tiger because of what Tiger did off the off the tee. No, that wouldn't be right. Outside of the golf course, let's just put it that way. You know, you say like they did off the court or off the field, but it's not a field or a court. So what do you really say? It so and then you can't say off the tee because that's how you hit a ball. So outside of the golf course, he doesn't. Ben doesn't like what he did in his personal life. I don't either. I am. I, I'm not okay with what he did. But there's a big difference. I separate Tiger as a human being, as a person, and then I separate him as a golfer. As a person, I don't agree with what he did, and I don't like it. As a golfer, I think he's phenomenal. So if you can separate that and figure that out, there, that's where the, the line I think you can draw. Point being, golf is better with Tiger. It just, it's end-all, be-all it is. So, really wanted to hit on that because, like I was saying, and, and Kyle, he was, Kyle was playing on this one. You know that it's been a year since our first one episode? Yeah, it's been a full year. Um, well, it's been a year and a week, but yeah. So... And our first episode was about Tiger, so that's that's where it got me kind of... Yeah, so that's... It's kind of crazy how the world goes in circles, how we started Is Tiger Back and a year later. I mean, I'm not saying we predicted on this show, but we were pretty much just whatever... It, it happens. It just, it just does. We talk about something and or... I'm sure that it's Monday morning right now. I'm sure mo- by tonight, Monday at 8 o'clock, something big is probably going to happen in the world of sports. Let's just be real. Anyway, I digress. Um, next thing I want to get to real quick here is the the Tampa Bay Lightning, I um kind of feel bad. And I feel like I've done this before because I know I have. And I don't I don't really want to I don't know if, if I'm a if I jinx people or teams, but I feel like I'm pretty good at at doing that. And that's not on purpose, trust me. I am not I when I say how I feel about something, it's because I typically it's because I'm emotionally I want them to win or want someone to win or something like that. So when I saw the Lightning, who I'm not a Lightning fan by any means, but when I saw them doing this tear and winning 62 games in the regular season, I'm not a fair weather fan. I root for greatness because that's really cool to watch. Like, I am a Bears fan, but I love watching Tom Brady and rooting for him because I know he is great. And I think watching greatness and appreciating it is something that a lot of sports fans take for granted. So point being, I was so happy for the Lightning. I won them win. I was so happy. And I might have got on their bandwagon a little quick. Um... They're down 0-3 right now. Uh, next game is Tuesday night. I think it's at 7. Um, yeah, they they just haven't been playing great. But point being, I just wanted to bring that up because I feel like it's my responsibility. I also got on Nevada, got on their bandwagon. Look what they did in the tournament. I got on Tennessee's. Look what happened to them. It's it's. I don't know like if this is good. Like I feel like this is a Vegas talent where... You follow me around Vegas, and whoever I say I'm, I'm on board with, you just take the opposite. Because that's that's typically what's going on here. Now, I'm right. Like I said, the Tampa Bay Lightning are great, and they, they won all these games in the regular season. Yeah, and Nevada was good, and they won all these games in the regular season. Tennessee ran through minus the game against Auburn in the SEC championship. So I'm, it's not like I'm dead wrong. It just happens to be that maybe I'm right. Only Maybe I'm a regular season guy. Maybe when I'm making predictions in the playoffs – I need to just think a little harder and or go with my gut and then pick the opposite. It's one of the two. I don't I don't know which one it is, but point being that. And the NHL playoffs are just fun. So if you haven't tuned in for any of them, um, they're, they're on nightly, like literally on nightly. 
you, if you have Hulu, live Hulu, you probably have it. Or if you have, um, you know, DirecTV Now, you probably can get it. But they're on the NBC network. So CNBC, um, NBC, SN, I think it's called, Sports Network. Yeah, SN. Um, so, yeah, so they're, they're basically on all those. And they, they range from 7 to 10 o'clock at night. Um, but, yeah, they're great games. So much fun, so much intensity. So definitely would say tune in. I mean, we've got great series. You've got Boston and Toronto tied up at 1-1. Now, I'm going to skip this one, Washington and Carolina, because it's 2-0. Washington just looks unstoppable with Ovechkin right now playing out of his mind. The Preds in Dallas, if you've never watched a Nashville Predators game playoff, they go nuts there, and it's awesome. I would love to be there for it. And then you've got Calgary and Colorado. It's 1-1. So pretty much all your Monday night games are 1-1. Then you go to your Tuesday night games, and you've got your 2-1s, and you've got your 3-0s. So you've got possible clinching games or possible tied-up series. Well, you've got both. So possible clinching games, tie up the series, or go up 3-1. So you've got games that are hugely, hugely important. So just wanted to mention, definitely should watch that. Um, last... I guess last two things I'll talk about here. Um, it's, I don't know if it's too early to, to, to talk about the NBA playoffs. Um, and when I mean too early, here's why. There's seven game series and we're having teams like the Bucks play the Pistons. And... Now, granted, I know the Magic are beating the Raptors 1-0 right now, but that was, I mean, let's just be honest, it's, it's not really going to be a series. Point being, we have to do this round, and then we have to do another round, and then we have to do the conference finals, and then we have to do the NBA championship. There's a lot of rounds with a lot of days off and seven-game series. Now, I'm sure that a lot of you are like, well, Alex, baseball's going to that way too. Well, no, baseball's a 5-7-7, and you typically don't just take 18 days off in between because a lot of the NBA games they play one take a day off take a day off excuse me play one take a day off play another and then they travel so then they take two days off and then they play another so you you're lucky to get three games in in a week baseball you're probably going to get five games in in a week so and that could end the series too so point being I'm not sure if it's too early to talk about basketball but I will say this the Warriors coming out of the West there's no doubt in my mind about that. Um, we did briefly talk about it last week. I, I guess I'm going to take Milwaukee out of the East or Toronto. I like Toronto, but the East is such a a mosh posh of who knows what's going to actually happen there. I mean, Milwaukee's been playing great. They're the, they have the best record in the league, but I don't really trust them. Toronto, I thought was going to be playing better. And granted, I know, like I said, they just lost one game to the Magic. I'm not worried, but how do you lose a game at home to the Magic? Who are playing great basketball right now, but are the seven seed for a reason. So, I don't know who's coming out of the East. I just know that the Warriors are coming out of the West. That's it. And I know that PG-13 or Paul George played awful the other day. Super bad. Um, last thing I want to get to... Actually, let me see here if I can do this. Um, the last thing I want to get to is baseball. And... If you haven't been watching a ton of baseball, it's it's early in the season, so I think a lot of people, I hate to say this because I'm one of them, I overreact very quickly. 
Um, like we talked about last time, Seattle Mariners probably aren't going to finish. Right, they're thirteen and five right now. They're not going to finish. You know, a hundred and six, one hundred wins and sixty-two losses. They're not just not going to do that. They've got too tough of a division that they play in, with the A's and Astros in it as well. So it's just it's not going to happen. But it's fun to watch. So point being of this whole thing, don't overreact where your team is right now. I'm I am a thousand percent in that in that spot of overreacting. The Cubs are five and nine. Five and nine. For a team that pretty much led from start to almost finish last year. Played pretty good baseball, had decent pitching, decent defense, pretty good offense, sometimes struggle there. Has great offense this season, but literally cannot figure out how to pitch at all. And if you know anything about baseball, you have to be able to pitch. Now, granted, they've got Miami and they've got Arizona coming up, so I'm not, I shouldn't be as worried, but right now they, they can't pitch very well, and you have to be able to pitch in baseball. That's the end of the story. Red Sox are 6-10. and 10. Should you be worried if you're a Red Sox fan? No, because you know what happened in their first uh, first 12 games? Their starters had zero wins. So, yeah, that's not exactly good. Zero wins from their starters. Now, the relievers had wins because, and you're like, Alex, well, how does that happen? Well, if you go into like, if, if your starting pitcher comes out after four and a third, then he can't technically get the win. Or if he is up six to one and then the game gets tied, then he doesn't. So there's ways baseball works like that. So it just happens that's how it did. The Yankees are six and nine and at number 10. Don't freak out if you're their fans. Point being, relax, take a deep breath. Your team's going to be okay. There's so much baseball left. There's nothing to worry about. Unless, and this is, just, this is just being brutally honest, unless you're a Miami Marlins fan, then you just know you're done. You got the Cubs for three games, the Nats for three games, you're 4-12. and 12. There's a realistic possibility you could be 4-18 and 18 to start the season. Derek Jeter's not spending a lot of money there. They traded away, not last year, but the offseason before, their best player in Christian Yelich and Geo. They don't really have a farm system. They don't have a lot of cap. They don't really have... I mean, they've got some fans, but fans are starting to get a little upset. If you're a Marlins fan, be worried. That, and if you're a Chris Davis, be worried. You still haven't gotten a hit since the last time we talked. So... Might be on later this week. If not, uh, we will be on next week with Benny as well, I think. We think he's still going to be here. We don't really know right now. Um, No, totally kidding. As always, boys and girls, stay safe, be cool, peace, deuces. Deuces.